then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. Let's start this one with uh, the, hey, I'm Phil and I'm Kyle, and then we'll go into that. Well, that will be a shock for our listening audience. (laughs) Hey there, folks. I'm Phil. And I'm Kyle. And we are the Unsociablists, coming at you once again. And, you know, it's uh, sometimes, especially these days, it feels a little hard to feel fulfilled in your life. So today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, following up on our earlier Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, well, more like a, I guess, a spectrum. What would you even call that? It's like more of a, you know. The, the, the original version was the hierarchy of needs. It's been yeah. redefined a bunch since then. But we're just going on the that original little pyramid and doing that last chunk known as self-actualization. That teeny tiny piece of the pyramid that is usually reserved for uh, sweets the and ice cream wealthy. and shit. Um, yeah, for the for the wealthy, for people who can afford to be uh, self actualized and not sacrifice that to survival. But yeah, you know, it's a it's kind of a rough subject to get into, especially I feel like these days. Oh, yeah, I mean, being locked in your house for a year and a half might have hurt your ability to self actualize. <laughs> it might have made things a little tough. I mean, if your house was a ten thousand square foot manor, maybe you were able to work with that a bit better. But all those rich people said they're struggling through the same thing as us oh, during man. COVID. They looked like they were really having a tough time not being able to, you know, see their maids' faces all the way, just their eyes behind that mask. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's definitely uh, tough to self-actualize in an economy like this, but we still think that it's important to consider how much better it could be in a theoretical utopia while bitching about the dystopia we currently yeah. live in. <laughs> Speaking of, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm, uh... Doing about as well as can be expected, all things considered. You know, doing all the same old shit at work. My job sucks, but it's, you know, so does everyone's job. So I try not to make a fuss about it. Um, It could suck more for sure. I make a fuss about mine, so. Yeah, well, I mean, it sounds like you deal with more active bullshit than I do. So yeah. that's the cost of making a little. See, that's the thing. I don't make a living wage. I mean, you probably don't technically make a living wage either because the living wage in this country is like yeah, 20 something an hour. Yeah, what it is, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I don't have I, I don't have a lot of uh, l- let's call it a uh, loose income at working at a grocery store. But I also don't have to deal with this. I never take work home with me, which is definitely uh, one of the only reasons that I could put up with it. Yeah, for real. Imagine having to take that shit back home to you like. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, how about you, man? Uh, you know, it's I've been spending the last like month working like 60 plus almost 70 hours sometimes because between like. You know, the eight hour days, sometimes more at the office and then the generally some somewhere in the realm of two hours of driving. I've been coming home and editing for another four, three to four hours every night um, for another gig. And so and today I decided, like, fuck that. Um, today's Saturday. I'm going to go get a coffee uh, with with my credit card because it's the only th- thing that I didn't lose my wallet in on Thursday. <laughs> um, went and got a fucking coffee sat down and chilled out and ended up being late to recording because i'm bad at reading messages but uh you know today not as bad i was freaking out yesterday i've been having a bit of a bit of a weird one but whatever i I mean your wallet does seem to have vanished to the phantom zone but i seriously it's like it's right around halloween maybe maybe on all saints day it will reappear who knows 
That'd be nice. Let's, I mean, it is Halloween when we're recording. It is Halloween when we're recording. Yes, people, we we live in the past. Yes. Well, how are you doing in the future? I'm sure it's great there. Probably, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure it got so much better, and it's still terrible. But yeah, it sounds like we've both been doing a great job at taking care of our, you know, just personal fulfillment in the midst of all this. Because you know, with all the spare money I have, I can sit at home and play on my computer or watch TV and not really go out and do anything else because that costs money. Yeah. And with all of the uh, hours you've been working, I'm sure you have plenty of time to spend any any small amount of excess money you've been making. Oh, yeah. All of that excess money, which admittedly is very <laughs> still very little. Not a lot. Um, I, I've been I've been so blessed to have the time to use it in. So uh, so incredibly blessed to go out and do things with my life like exercise or watch a game or do anything other than sit down and watch one of a myriad of the same fucking version of shows that's shown on Amazon Prime video on Disney on Netflix whichever I am I'm sport for choice you know and who's going to slop out whatever shit that I'm going to fall asleep to well, that's uh, that's what the american dream is all about and that's why this country is uh, so great for finding your true passions because you have all the excess time and money you could ever want to explore the explore your choices as long as you're obscenely wealthy and well connected <laughs> yes affiliation while I'm around. I'll say what I want. I take it you're here to make me work 80 hours a week in the coal mines? What? No, not at all. First of all, you're at an age where the system will provide for you. But even if you were at a laboring age, nobody works hours like that. With modern technology and no profit motives, anything longer than a 15-hour work week is unnecessary and cruel. Also, not worrying about money means there are no more fossil-fueled collection jobs. Yeah, man. I bet you were putting way more work into surviving in the wild than anyone who lives here normally. We just came to find you because we thought you were lost. We're a rescue party, and, and us being here to help counts as time worked. You can't fool me! We're back when our last real president, Reagan, was trying to keep you Soviet dogs at bay, he told us all about the evil forced labor you do. I know you have coal mines! Oh... Oh, you you know about the coal mines, C-O-A-L. I guess even existing outside of the new dominant culture, you pick that up. It was a joke name that ended up sticking. It stands for Community Openness, Access, and Learning. They're facilities that offer all citizens places to explore any skill or hobby they have an interest in. Completely free of charge. I've learned how to play guitar, bass, drums, and I'm getting vocal lessons. I'm going to be a one-man band like Dave Grohl. 
Nurturery, everything is free of charge. Of course, normally you would still need to put in those 15 hours of weekly labor, but you can simply enroll in what you like at your age. Well, I have always wanted to try sculpting. Wait, you can't fool me. I bet all those classes cover up the fact that when you're not there, you have to sleep in a room with nothing but a bed. There's no freedom to enjoy private time or have a party with some personal friends. How am I supposed to have a shindig with all these raccoons I've named? This is once again incorrect. Everyone is granted a comfortable living space with a moderately high degree of customizability. You may select a variety of accessories to have in your domicile, such as high-quality cookware, a personal computer, a wider range of clothing. Oh, that just names a few. As long as you return anything you're not using to the government, you can gain access to something else in its place. We aim to ensure that everyone feels like they can live here as an individual. In terms of your other thing, there are all kinds of social spots that you can schedule to rent out so you and some other people can get together and hang. You know, best of all, if you want to get trash, the public transit will always get you back home safe and sound. That being said, they're probably going to shut you down on the whole feral raccoons thing. Yikes! What an oppressive system! How are you supposed to enjoy any of those hobbies if you can't actually own the things that go with them? Now, let's take a look at the way we can live freely here in the good U.S. of A. Hey, you can't do this! It's my right to live off the grid! Too bad. We bought the entire forest for a logging operation. Your home is now the property of our company. However, I have good news for you. We'll hire you to spend 50 hours a week destroying the land you once called home. Before you know it, you'll be able to afford an apartment all of your own. Rental, of course. Excuse me, sir, I got the hermit out of the woods. Does this mean I can finally work 40 hours a week like you promised? Well, of course. As long as you accept that, I'll have to cut your pay accordingly. Wait, wait, but the whole reason I wanted less hours was so that I could learn to play an instrument. If I have less money, I can't afford lessons. That doesn't sound like my problem. You can work your ass off for me and have disposable income or have the energy to do the things you like right up until you're evicted. That's your choice. Wait, what is this? Back when I first ran into these woods, it was because Comrade Clinton got elected. I knew he was going to start giving the world to the hippies. And back then, I worked 40 hours a week and was making more money than I knew what to do with. Oh, Clinton was sure great for the economy, just like every president. Large business owners have never been better off. They could do literally anything they want. Why, my boss is currently on a private island hunting people for sport. It sucks way worse for everyone else, though. I basically work, watch a couple of episodes of something on TV, and then pass out every day. Now this is unacceptable! What am I supposed to tell all my raccoon buddies when you start blowing up my home? Well, just take my job offer and those little balls of rabies can come live with you in your tiny apartment. It's a free country, after all. Wow! Nothing says pursuit of happiness like having enough wealth to be able to hunt the most dangerous game. Truly, this is the best country that anyone could ever hope to live in. And owning a TV to watch? That's true fulfillment. Why, I bet most people don't even know what to do with all their freedom. God bless America. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the sad reality of uh, self-actualizing in America. If you are not part of that elite core, then either you don't have the time, you don't have the money, or both to needed to go follow your bliss. Which, you know, the pursuit of happiness has always been a big fucking lie. Right. The pursuit of happiness, like if you even 
if you're taking it from the you know the Declaration of Independence or whatever, like that. They were was like, just the Father Father basically sounded like life. Yeah, okay, everyone, life yeah, sounds sure. good. Liberty. We'll yeah. define that one kind of vaguely, but sure, the pursuit of happiness. Ah, yeah. let's just put that in as a joke. That'll be funny. We'll, we know what's going on. We right, know. they know what's happening. Because, like, in the same way that Liberty, so they they were going to do the thing that the French did what, a decade and a half later, where they wrote in to, like, declarations of the rights of man, and then in their uh, revolution, the first French revolution in 89, uh, they wrote in that it was fraternity, liberty, and property. And that was, like, bald on its face, like, it's property. It's it's the ability to own things. It's the ability to trade what you own and make money off of it. And that's what they were going to write in 76, but instead... They were like, we need some flowery bullshit language. Let's go get the guy that like routinely rapes his slaves. He'll write something interesting. And he wrote yeah. Pursuit of Happiness as kind of like was, a, he was uh, he ooh. was very good at saying fancy bullshit. Yeah, to his credit. sounding like he felt sorry for all the people that he was immiserating. Constantly, yeah. <laughs> making um, yeah, the founding fathers, the founding fathers, they uh, they knew full well that they were lying, and yeah. they, it hasn't changed since then in this nope. country. Um, but, you know, you can actually own your own TV, and that gives you so much more fulfillment mm-hmm. than having to rent it from a government facility that lets you keep it indefinitely. Right, right. Uh, having the idea of actual ownership as opposed to renter, which is, of course, disappearing in it of itself. You know, we, we are generally getting closer and closer to the, uh, the world where you don't get to own anything. I mean, we already wrote off owning a home, you know, having a fixed place in a fixed place to live, you know, it's not even that I, you know, necessarily think that that home ownership is the end all be all of like, I mean, it is in America of, of wealth and security, but it's like in a, in a perfect world, would you own a home or would you simply, you know, have maybe a fit your family or maybe it's, it's within like a, like a, you know, library system where you get to borrow the home until you die. Yeah. This is, this is your space, but this is your space, but technically you don't own it. Oh no. It's going to feel like you do in every sense of the word. And actually even under the American system, even if you quote unquote own it, they can still find some bullshit reason to take it away from you if they decide to like do a development project in your area or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. It's also like a difference of, between personal and private property, whereas private property is like, uh, if we're still pulling from Wrong Boys stuff, where they mention usufruct, um, where your private property is like, you also have the ability to destroy it. You also have the ability to uh, allow it to like lie dormant. And um, it's it's a financial relationship, whereas personal property is like, it's a personal relationship. It's a relation to you as a as a human being using something and seeing maybe the fruits of it but you're not likely to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean if you and admittedly in a in a system that uh Kyle and I would uh, deign to support uh destroying the property that you quote unquote own would probably result in some kind of penalty on you uh, to you, you know, cuz the government would have to be like we you, you're destroying stuff that all the people own. You can't just be right, doing that. Right. You know. And I mean, there I mean, yeah, we we'd, we'd be reasonable about it. We're, and it's not like we're talking, "Oh, you you accidentally uh, dropped a cup. Now you go to the gulag." Yeah. That's <laughs> that is not the way the world would work, but that's the way that any quote-unquote left-wing politician wants you to think in America mm-hmm. wants you to think mm-hmm. communism actually would be. That's how they be. I mean, yeah, that's a sad reality. They don't want you to actually be able to follow your bliss because they want you to be constantly worrying about 
you know, just meeting tomorrow's needs. You can't, you know, when you're too focused on meeting needs, then you can't actually go uh, fill your fulfill your, you know, life purposes and have hobbies and things. Yeah, or you know, the things that not to say, you know, we're we're obviously I I'm not gonna sugarcoat the past it wasn't always good and it certainly it very yeah it just certainly wasn't always good it was rarely good but there were certain parts of it where the fulfillment of one's purpose kind of existed you know you you did it, it like when you felt more of of a one mind or a one purpose with your community uh when you felt more connected to your family there were things that sacrificing some personal self um some personal self fulfillment but for not even that but so making a sacrifice to feel fulfilled within a community or feel like your purpose is being served uh alongside others who have if not the same goals like similar purposes similar desires to see like the children in your community be raised like well and be able to do, you know, carry on a legacy of, you know, maybe you just a fucking farming village in England, or maybe you're a, you know, you want to see a better world for them. Who knows? But the sacrifices that you make now are not in service of your fulfillment. They're not in service of your family or your community. They're in service of creating more and more surplus for a rich and already wealthy person. Yeah, one specific cast of people that makes up right. less than a percent of the population. So whatever whatever like fulfillment self-fulfillment you might have found in the past is completely alienated from you because you will never as well as the means of production the 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 surplus of your labor which it, it, they're all alienated from you. You can't feel connected to it in a meaningful way yeah so even like even if you wanted to find purpose in your work that's just not going to happen in a system like this because your job is literally nothing more than a necessity to you and you are nothing more than an insignificant moat to the people running it um and i mean uh, to go on to another point uh, of order those old systems yeah they weren't perfect but those old systems also were from a time before we had all of today's modern technology. A communal society nowadays could do a lot more with a lot less effort on any one given person's part because they'd be able to use all the modern amenities that we have to make everything run, make all the cogs run smoothly, as it were, while still not requiring as much individual labor from one person to keep it all running. And as long as there wasn't, you know, an incentive to keep ever always making more money, always making more money for some rich asshole. You'd, these societies would be able to function very cleanly and have lots of leftover, both time and uh, ac- uh, access to resources needed for people to have whatever hobbies they want. Yeah, but of course that can't be. That's not allowed. The uh, I I think that a lot of times I I, I have a skepticism about necessarily because there's what there's Murray Bookchin's post scarcity anarchism where he posits that we've kind of moved past the need for I I disagree with Bookchin on a lot of things but I do think that he's right that we're in what might be termed especially in the in the first world uh, a post scarcity uh, epoch you know we're in a world where there is so much more here. And so much more 
uh, of an ability to to manage our labor supply and manage our uh, manage our time to a point where we could, if everyone was pitching in together and we didn't overconsume and need to overproduce for that overconsumption. We could yeah, if you if everyone didn't work. need to own their own car. Yeah, if we didn't all need to have a car, if we didn't all need to have, uh, you know, I mean, you could probably keep a computer now, but I don't know. It's like, there's so I mean, many not things ever- that I have duplicates of that I probably don't need. Like yeah, if, I mean, if, if I shared it with the people around me. Yeah, there's definitely, if I mean, I'm sure that in no time flat, I, I mean, before I live in relative scarcity, all things considered, but I'm still sure I could find pretty quickly. I mean, the big thing I'd say maybe is uh, one thing that might, if we really wanted to do the post-scarcity thing right off the bat, to just uh, swing forward the fences right away, we might need to go to a point where uh, instead of everyone having their own fridge full, stocked full of all kinds of stuff, we uh, have lo- very uh, local food banks that you can pick stuff up from, but it's like a two-minute walk from, from any given house. Right, it's on, like, your block. Um, yeah. Or if you're in, like, a, a tenement, or like, apartment complex, it's inside the p- complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I mean, and there would be no reason we couldn't keep those places operating 24 hours a day with, like, almost no staff because right. everything would be fairly automated in this day and age. Yeah, and without the threat of, uh, without the threat of scarcity, without it enforced on people um, through wage relations then automation ceases to become quite the the threat that it is now yeah it's only a threat because the billionaires are basically playing their hand and telling you when we can replace you with all machines then you're just going to starve on the streets and we're going to reap all those extra profits right when we can get rid of you we will yeah we will still expect you to buy things but you won't be able to earn any money right right so good luck with that and they'll blame us for fucking collapsing the no economy. one wants to work anymore right we, now oh, that robots i mean now that the only way they can get the job over a robot is to work for three dollars an hour no one wants to work anymore <laughs> no one wants to work anymore man that that shit bothers the fuck out of me like yeah no i mean no one wants to work okay that's not true there are people who find a lot of joy in their jobs my mother is a workaholic but i feel like that's largely because she's become ingratiated to this it's system in a way that's unhealthy it's yeah, Stockholm. Well, I mean, and also for her, it's a religious thing. She loves her job because, oh my God, she gets to, to do Jesus music all day, okay. it's all all day Jesus music every day. Uh, okay, well, no cure in that. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> she's. I don't know. Both my parents are characters, but then again, I always I always talk about this, and then I realize like I'm being shitty because everyone's parents have They're interesting characteristics. About them, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> And now, yet another day in the life of a modern American grocery worker. Hey, you wanted to see me, Mr. Quinto? Please, Bill. Call me Dan. I like using my first name so that when I treat all the lower-level employees like they're subsentient, they still feel inclined to humanize me. Uh, alright, Dan. Um, anyway, why'd you call me up to your office? Well, you see, Bill... I've noticed that when you're working here, you don't seem particularly enthusiastic. It almost comes across like you don't want to be here. I'm sorry, Dan. Has my work been unsatisfactory? Did I get a complaint or something? I feel like I generally act pretty positive when I'm talking to the customers. No, no, you you haven't gotten any complaints. 
and you get your fair share of work done, it's just about your attitude towards being at work. I want employees who look like they're having a good time even when they think nobody is watching. Why would that matter? Because I'm watching, Bill. I'm always watching. When I leave here, I go home and I pull up the store security feeds on my home laptop. How do you think I got to this level of Shonk's management? That... that can't be legal. You'd think so, but it actually for real is. Like in real life and everything. Anyway, now that the fourth wall has been put back, let's get back to why I called you in here. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Uh, okay, so you want me to be more invested in being here. If I'm being honest, Dan, I don't love this job or really any job I've ever worked. I found this one to be tolerable enough to make it better than starving to death, but there's always something I'd rather be doing. I mean, if the oppression of capital wasn't in place, I almost certainly wouldn't be here. I'll be frank with you. See, that's a problem for me, Bill. I've heard you talking to some of the other employees about your concerns with our union being ineffective, and even saying that the family who owns this corporation is evil. And I don't think that's a healthy attitude to have. Well, at this point, and I'll gloss over the whole listening to us thing, I guess I'm still not clear on exactly what you're telling me. Am I in trouble? Well, technically, I can't punish you for not being enthusiastic. But I feel like people who want to keep getting 40 hours a week should make this job their favorite hobby. And not something stupid like your Nintendos or trying to dispense socialist ideology. Okay. You got me kind of conflicted now because I really need those 40 hours to survive, but I don't personally believe I should have to put in more than 20. Are you asking me to live for the job? That's exactly what I'm telling you. I spend 80 hours every week obsessing about what's happening at this place, and look how great I turned out. I'm just going to gloss over that comment, too. With all due respect, if you want me to live for the job, could you pay me a living wage? I've been in this business for over a decade now, and if it weren't for Shonks pulling a buyout of my previous employer, I'd be making almost 20 an hour, which still technically isn't a living wage. Don't be ridiculous, Bill. We don't even pay our lower management that much anymore. We recently were forced to increase our minimum wage to get new hires, now that nobody wants to work anymore. How can you expect the proud Shonks family to give up more of their paltry $3 billion in revenue? Your entire lazy generation needs to learn that doing the same menial tasks over and over and over again for about five decades of your life is the ultimate form of fulfillment. Alright, I'm gonna level with you, Dan. I'd never want this job to be the most important thing in my life. If I ever have to take even one task outside of those front doors with me, I'll probably just quit. Now that I've said that, I realize that if I want to have any access to not just my real hobbies, but also food, water, and shelter, I need to stay here. So, assume what I actually said was, of course, sir, I love this place all of a sudden. Wonderful. I knew I'd be able to get through to you. Anyhow, now that this job is your true purpose in life, I'm going to need you to work all the upcoming holidays. I know we're closed on Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and day, but there are overnight shifts on either side of those days, and someone has to be here to make sure the shelves are perfect when the flood of mindless cattle, uh, I mean, customers, come out to shop bright and early the next day. I'm tempted to bring up that I'd prefer to spend that time with my family, but I can see now that I'm powerless in this situation. So could I at least request that I'm off for the overnight shift from New Year's Eve into the new year? Now, Bill, those kinds of requests don't sound like they're coming from someone who wants a living wage. Once you factor in the holiday pay for those shifts, you'd almost be at that level. And is an accumulation of capital a more important purpose than some silly traditions or social bonding or family? You know, I would really love to say no, but 
once again, I'm reminded of the prospect of dying in a beleaguered, miserable state, unable to consider the prospect of things ever getting better, as once you become houseless in this country, you're statistically unlikely to ever get back from there. So you win, Dan. I'll put my best face on and pretend this job is my everything. Fantastic. You don't know how happy you've made me. In addition to loving this job, my true passion is verbally torturing people and wielding my power over them while still licking the shit off of the boots of those above me. Oh my god, I would have become a cop, but I'm truly too spineless even for that. Well, um, if we're done here, sir, I have more work to get back to. Of course. Also, now that you love this place, I expect you to stick around a few extra minutes to cover the time lost in our little chat here. So have a great work day, Bill. This has been another day in the life of a modern American grocery worker. I mean, yeah, it's like also though, it's, I think a lot of people force themselves to find fulfillment in their work. I think um, that because we live in a largely secular society where what used to be the church and what used to be um, religiosity would paper over the cracks in our lack of fulfillment back in, you know, medieval days or before for the, a lot of it after, uh, now that we live in a pretty, a pretty well godless society. And that's not a judgment call. That's just like, we live in a godless society. We live in a society that is more or less ruled by, by our cultural, um, symbols and by capital in at large, we're more dominated by that than we are by our piety or our rel- religiosity. Yeah, and so, I mean, well, we, my manager loves his job, and he takes great pride in the fact that he puts in 60-plus hours every week and still calls the store from home on his days off and just constantly keeping tabs on everything. That's terrifying. That's and, terrifying. Uh, legitimately does a, cer- a certain practice that a bit will reference that I find to be mm. extremely unethical, but apparently is very much allowed for How him to that? do. Because That's it's- insane. I didn't. Wow. So yeah, uh, I'll just go ahead and if, if this bit ends up after being after this bit, I'm gonna, after what we're talking here, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, uh, he's, he has access to the store security camera feed from his home computer because he's the manager of that specific store. Fuck. And uh, it's perfectly legal. Terrifying. Terrifying yeah. to me, because that's part of the Schnooks contract. Is yeah, no, this you, you, we can we can always keep tabs on you, the employees, and uh, if we trust the manager, then they can also do that. Ugh, 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 it's gross. At least there's no audio. At least there, uh, they claim yeah, there's no they, audio they on those cameras, that, right? <laughs> I mean, admittedly, they probably if they have audio, it wouldn't. It would be yeah, we all yeah. If they're up there on the ceilings, they don't know, want to spend a whole lot of money on us. it either. Yeah, but it's still it's still uh, it's very messed up. In case he ever decided in the middle of the night, like I don't trust that overnight crew. I'm going to watch them work and see if any of them are using their phones. And he'd probably catch a couple of us using our phones because you know, fuck that job. We're not going to bust our yeah, ass every night. Job. What are you talking <laughs> about? You ain't given you're given less if you're gonna, than a half, half less than half a living wage to these people. It's oh no! Ever off. since oh, I can't actually talk about that because that'll reveal what a company might be. Oh. Never mind. Well, in any case. Up until very recently, at least, maybe, because I and don't he, know. Now, so now, now the hiring might – now they may be hiring people at slightly over half of a living wage, assuming a living wage is 21-something, I think, last I checked. Yeah. So they're hiring people at slightly over half of a living wage now. How nice of them. How kind. 
Uh, and uh, they and they raised everyone who wasn't there up to that point, and anyone who was over that point got fucked. Got Go fuck figure. All. Fucking Christ. Great. Yeah. Of course. Because that's what they're going to always... And, it was all, and the only reason they did that wage with raised raise was because of the whole no one wants to work thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, uh, anyway, sorry. I, uh, anymore and I will probably be in breach of contract. Eh, fuck that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, if I, I can you gotta get keep in severe job. legal trouble. Well, that, not just yeah. that. I can actually get in legit legal trouble, too. Oof. Oof. Yeah. And my contract is fun. But, I mean, so it's, uh, I, I act like I'm special. Let's be fair. Most work contracts are probably like that, especially oh, yeah. for bigger companies. Anyway, mine probably um, would be if they even bothered to give me a contract. <laughs> yeah, your job is a whole different kind of uh, disrespectful Weird. and hateful. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. so with uh, situations like that, with work practices like that, you know, some people just have to try to love their job because they don't have the time or energy or option to love anything else. I mean, I used to work, uh, I used to work at a big company run by a billionaire. Basically, the whole idea of the company was that they would like all American companies that show a profit uh, with quotations, quotation marks around them, uh, they would just buy up other companies and by adding them to their portfolio, they're like, look, growth. They're not innovating. They're not making anything new. Uh, generally, they're making – they're just buying up patents and buying up the companies that hold the patents. So it's not like a real company. It's just uh, they, they're taking in a bunch of – Pre, it's like Disney buying up properties. It's the exact same. It's the exact same mode, and you get the exact same quality of film yeah. or it's, quality it's that, of product that, as you get. It's that fine innovation where you can choose between Aquafina or Deja Blue or Fiji or uh, Nestle Water. You know, all kind from so many different brands of bottled water. <laughs> so many different things that you can buy and choose from. But like the the people who would work at this company, there was this big push for like stakeholder capitalism type stuff. Basically, this world where wherein you have to consider the feelings of all the workers before you go ahead with anything. But they were still paying people in corporate positions, people who had like four year degrees, sometimes masters. They were paying them less than thirty thousand a year. Uh, and this was when I was living in St. Louis and it was a couple of years ago. So inflation's made that worse now, but like it was fucking awful in 2018 too. Um, but, the there were so many people, especially the more highly paid ones who just bought so hard into it. They were, they wanted it. They wanted that work to be their, their church. They wanted to go into the office and worship at the altar of, EBITDA or, you know, some bullshit profit margin measurement uh, because that was what would end up giving them meaning because they were already spending 60 hours at work. And if you don't have some kind of I mean, look at me, I'm working that and I'm fucking miserable because I don't see that kind of meaning in my life. I don't see going to my desk and typing at my computer as worship. Yeah, so you they're obviously oh, living a more. Uh, fulfilled life even if i think that it's fulfilled on the basis of a lie that you're t telling yourself that you are happy working that much for that little all the time yeah i mean you can force self-actualization in crazy circumstances with the, hu the human brain is a, a weird mechanism but sadly once you've woken up to the realities of capital oppression it's real hard to make work a self-actualization thing yeah it's uh pretty impossible i'd say yeah 
I mean, the, I mean, the problem is there are people like me. I genuinely don't know what my sex, my, my self-actualization probably would be like. You know, can I just in in my perfect world, I would be able to drink without liver failure mm-hmm. and play video games without my brain slowly rotting out, and that would be like ninety percent of my free time. Hey. But I unfortunately, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, some it's not everyone's self actualization has to be a big grandiose uh, like learning like new skill or uh, you know deep meditative practice or anything like that. As long as you can find joy in it. And honestly, I, I feel like it, weirdly I got – I mean I got extremely lucky in the sense that I was born white and heteronormative looking and uh, male and in a country where those traits are considered a good thing. Right. And uh, my family was affluent enough to make sure that I didn't have to worry about starving on any given day. Nope. Um, like I got extremely lucky all things considered. And uh, that luck was added to in the sense that my self-actualization is relatively cheap. But I mean, I don't, I'm not going to claim I feel fulfilled. I just feel like I don't know what would fulfill me. You know, I've thought I've put a lot of thought into it. I've tried. I've looked into a lot of different hobbies, and nothing even sounds remotely interesting. So you know, and then there's at that point, it might be just be like a chemical thing. But you know, yeah, self-actualization. Co- yeah, self-actualization. The point being, it comes in all shapes and sizes. But if yeah, the people who can find it from work are definitely the are not definitely not ones who have. Or are definitely ones who have kept themselves actively ignorant of the evils that such a job relation uh, requires to exist. Yeah. I think there's like a <clears> – because <throat> I've mentioned before, I think that I I do get – I do feel good when I'm doing unalienated labor. Whenever I feel like I'm making something, not just for me, but like I'm going to see – the rewards of that without a monetary, uh, you know, I guess, impetus to doing it. You know, like when I was growing pe- uh, peppers, when I was growing tomatoes, when I would make all of this stuff and then I would take in and I would cook for myself and I would cook for my wife and I would give, give ri- get rid of all the excess fucking peppers that I was growing, even though I'm not like I have one plant, this motherfucker going but uh, like that kind of labor, that kind of labor that's not tied to a profit motive, I think gives me a lot of joy. And I yeah, like I mean, the act, like this podcast, I like the act of of editing things. I the, the work that I do has the capacity to, if not give me meaning, have meaning in it that you I feel like what. You feel like what you put out is a product you actually care about and not just some bullshit that you're getting paid for. Right. It's not just some bullshit I'm getting paid for. It's not just some, you know, fucking TikTok or Instagram reel that 50 people are going to scroll past. And I, myself, as soon as I've pressed the export button, forget about it. We'll never think of him. I mean, I absolutely get that because I was going to even bring up like writing the bits for this show. It's. Again, I don't feel like – I wouldn't say I feel a sense of fulfillment out of it, but it's like – I definitely have an acknowledgement of like, hmm, that was more worthwhile than what I would have been doing, which is drinking and watching TV. Yeah, I mean that's demanding. I think that generally um, the – us as humans, when we are forced to work as long of hours, as hard as we do – are we we run out we run out of energy we run out of a capacity to actually 
work on our, if we wanted to go into a hobby, if we wanted to, if we actually have the money after working all those hours or otherwise, if we haven't worked all those hours and don't have the money, if we want to pick up something that will give us, if not meaning something to, something to strive for, um, at the end of a week of either scarcity or overworking, like who has the motivation all of us want to just sit down and have our treat which we feel like we deserve which we do deserve for how much we fucking work but it's treats instead of meaning actual it's, yeah it's, it, it, I mean, it's literally no treats is a good metaphor because like you're basically it's like when you give your pet a treat instead of something full of nourishment and nutrients mm-hmm. and you know real food yeah so yeah those treats are made those treats are made to be basically the equivalent of our potato chips yeah, they They're are absolute garbage. Just to, uh, yeah, or I mean, and that's basically, that's basically we're getting here's what you get in America. You get you know emotional potato chips. <laughs> I like that. It's eight a.m. here at the Balaclavaville News Network, and that means it's time for Hey USA. It's the early wake up times, hosted by Alexa Gramble and Tommy Edson. Good morning, America. Hey, that's way catchier than what we've got. Why didn't we call the show that? Anyway, we're back again to act as your verbal coffee. That's right, Alexa. We've got some cute cat pictures, some uplifting news stories that are actually tragic when you think about the ramifications that led to them, and just some of the worst banter possible. We know full well that our average watcher has no idea how to use the internet. That's right, Tommy. I just did a, that's right. Could you use a bit more originality? Wow, you sure are a dick. Anyway, before we get started with the main show, we've got the part you all know and love. That's right. It's Albie Stein with this morning's Grifts and Gifts. Thank you, Alexa. For first-time watchers, this is the part of the show where I show off some of the biggest discounts on some of the most essential items anyone could ever hope to own. If you don't buy these things, you're actively denying yourself happiness and fulfillment. If any of these incredible savings catch your eye, the number to call to order them is on the bottom of your screen. Now first, right here, we have a special cell phone charger that can connect both to your O-phones and your gynoids. It's an amazing item for anyone who owns both devices for whatever reason. Wow, that does sound useful. I'm guessing something like that is pretty expensive. And normally, you'd be right, Tommy. If you wanted to get this incredible item at full price, it would set you back $50. However, we've knocked 70% off that price, making it only $14.99 if you order right now. That's only slightly more expensive than a normal phone charger. Wow, what a bargain. I can't imagine anyone still feeling a bottomless void inside after getting a deal like that. All right, what else have you got for us? Well, next up, we've got this incredible contraption. It's a toaster that hangs off your bathroom wall so you can make your breakfast while you take your morning shower. Due to reasons that I'm sure are completely above board, the makers of this fine product gave us a huge deal on it, and we're going to pass that savings on to you. Well, that does sound incredible and not dangerous at all. So just how much are people saving on this huge time saver? You might think you need to spend 80 bucks to get something like this, and normally you'd be right. However, after our 75% markdown, you can get this incredible piece of technology for a measly $19.99. Wow, 
Savings like that basically guarantee a sense of well-being. I can't imagine being someone who wasn't rushing for their phone right now. Those two items are incredible, Albie. But do you have one more for us? Well, since you ask, Alexa, I sure do. Have you ever been using a can opener and getting so bored the whole time you twist it around the edge of the can? All those lost seconds to boredom. Well, good news, those days are over. Here we have a new can opener that has a small display on one of the arms and tiny buttons on the other arm, so when you're opening up those baked beans, you can be enjoying a good old-fashioned game of Tetris. That sounds too good to be true. Owning that would surely bring joy back even into the most bleak of lives. I agree, Tommy. Now, under normal circumstances, you'd be spending over $100 for this game-changing invention. However, due to abysmal sales and flimsy components, I mean our insider information, we were able to get this incredible Tetris can opener to you for a mere $29.99. That's remarkable, Albie. Thanks for the deals, and we'll see you tomorrow for more Griffs and Gifts. Well, folks, you saw it here. Some of the best deals on items that will make you feel alive again. Fix your marriage and remove all doubt and self-loathing from you completely. You definitely need to buy these things now. Just call that number on the bottom of your screen. It's true. Buying all these things is the only true form of happiness. We'll just sit here for a few seconds while you all rush for your phones. All right. And now, for a heartwarming story about a man who a community rallied around to make sure his family could still eat after he was in a terrible accident that he got no workers' compensation for. But you're forgetting something, Kyle. And that is the reason that America is such a great, incredible, amazing nation. If you are one of those people who totally worked hard and totally earned your multiple billions of dollars, your specific freedom to follow literally any passion you could want, even ones that would be considered deeply unethical and illegal under any moral-based system, are completely wide open. Totally wide open to you. You can go and maybe buy a private island, set up a creepy little temple on it, invite your friends and their 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 much younger other friends. Uh, yes, friends. They're younger friends. friends. Right. And uh, of course, but the downside of that, though, is if you if you have one tiny slip up or the public finds out, you might have to accidentally commit suicide in your cell on the one time when the cameras go down in this prison in the last like decade and a half. Right. After and, your uh, previous after uh, your suicide yeah. attempt. It's oh, I, I, anyone who can believe Epstein killed himself is uh, oh, so willfully indoctrinated at this point that they're just there's no point trying to talk to him yeah a million of the uh, a million other podcasts already covered the washington post thing where they were like the 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 coroner said no and i was like cool yeah yeah no are you a conspiracy theorist take this quirky quiz to find out uh, yuck 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 um yes, and if I you answer if you answer theorist. any of the true things as true then you're a crazy nutter mm-hmm. and you better watch your uh party biases and whatnot because that's obvious any if they're if you're one of those people who gets labeled a conspiracy theorist party bias no longer plays a factor you're just someone who knows that both parties are bullshit yeah but anyways yes if you are obscenely wealthy 
in this country, then you get to have hobbies that shouldn't be allowed. And that's exactly that, – that's what it comes down to. This country was created so that just a few people could have the most absurd amount of liber, quote-unquote liberty to an extent where I'm sure that even you know blood-sacrificing children has lost its touch. They're like, eh, I'm still bored by this. Right, because they've worked – they haven't worked. They've gotten to this level without any sacrifice on their own part – they are willing to or capable of consuming the lifeblood of millions and hundreds of thousands or billions of people you know it's 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 built on a on a on a world of immiseration is their pleasures and so without any sacrifice by themselves they are just given this ex- access to some of the most decadent horrible shit in the world and of course it's not going to bring them fulfillment they can they're doing the same thing as we are they're buying themselves off with treats their treats they they're disgusting yeah, they're, what's the what's the line from westworld these delightful uh these um shit. i've been told to watch it a million times still uh, haven't. it's pretty good the first i've seen the first season it's good uh anthony hopkins is very good as you would expect but um shit what's this these these violent delights have violent ends. Like they have their violent delights, and the violent ends have always been exported to less fortunate people. Yeah, and that's that's something. Like, even in the countries where capitalism, quote unquote, works, like Finland and Sweden, where it's yeah, like, oh look, this is capitalism at its finest. Where look at all these people that don't work excessive work weeks. They have their happiness. It's great, but you're still exporting complete and abhorrent misery on millions of other people in a different country who are in literal slavery yeah. so that you can have those so even so even when capitalism is working as intended for the people the yeah the end result is that you're oppressing you are maybe and i say it's, it's really to not actively think about oh i'm the one oppressing them but by participating in the system happily you are to an extent being part of that oppression. And I mean, it's I'm not trying to fault any of if we have if we ever have European listeners over in the northern parts of uh Europe there. No, I'm fault. Those them. uh Yeah, fuck you, you regular Swedish person. Well, I'm the same token, fuck you all the regular American people like us too. So I guess I mean, as long yeah. as you're willing to accept that we also hate ourselves, then you can <laughs> then yeah, then it's 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 all good. Trust me, everything that I say comes with a healthy dose, probably actually much more than a healthy dose of self-loathing. So Oh, Kyle, you and I self-loathing? Crazy. No. Crazy. No. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's definitely worth saying uh it's it's tough to exist in a system where the where profit is the motive and not have evil be an end result of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, and with evil being the end result, you're always even if you are finding something that makes you feel like you're fulfilled, you are actively that it, it's at the cost of someone else's self fulfillment. Yeah. As long as capitalism is the structure, self actualization on a global scale will be impossible. Batman music. Gotham City, full of degenerates who would sooner resort to lawlessness to get their kicks than find joy in the simple pleasures in life. That's why this city needs me, to protect it from all the darkness that threatens it every night. Alfred's told me that maybe there are some parallels I need to examine between myself and the criminal element in the city, but I can't think of anything. Attention all units! The silent alarm has been tripped at the bank.
bank, one of Gotham's most important buildings. What kind of scum would take money in such an unethical way? The police won't do anything, and even if they would, I intend to get there first. The truest justice comes on the wings of a bat. All right, boys, we're in. Remember, as soon as Mickey hacks into the vault, we each only take one million. We don't need to clear the place out, just need enough to live comfortably. Oh, man, oh, man, I can't wait to open my own restaurant. This plank turned down my loan application because I had to declare bankruptcy a few years back. Oh, I told him it wasn't my fault because my insurance refused to pay out after my house burned down, but the bank manager was, he was such a jerk. Don't I know it. He told me that I couldn't get a loan to pay for my wife's cancer treatment because I don't make enough each year. Thankfully, it's still in stage one, so once we get this money, the doctors think they can completely remove the infected cell. Shh, be quiet. This vault ain't gonna open itself. Wait, did you hear that? I can't hear anything over all your yapping. Holy crap, it's Batman! Looks like you make me sick. If you need money so badly, you should work an honest job. Now you won't be able to afford anything from behind bars. Ow! Stop hitting me! You've already got me tied up! Being down scum like you gives my life purpose. You were trying to steal from the tax-paying citizens of Gotham, and now you have to face the fists of justice. Nothing about this is just. This flatlining economy left all of us with nothing. We all just wanted enough to be able to get our lives on track and follow our dreams. It's not like the people who have the money in this stinking city are going to do anything. The wealthy people of Gotham have earned everything they have, and they do plenty for people like you. Bruce Wayne donates millions to charity every year. Actually, I know a fair bit about that. I used to be a professor of economics until Gotham, you fired me just a month before I was supposed to get tenure. Those kinds of donations tend to primarily benefit the rich people making them. After the tax refunds, Bruce Wayne actually makes money by donating to those places. It doesn't help that these charities are hardly ever non-profits. After the rich assholes running those glossed-up shell companies take their cut, needy folks who were supposed to be helped hardly get anything. Bruce Wayne is a great man, and anyone who says anything different is wrong, because I'm Batman, an impartial source. You're the one stealing so you can get your kicks. You said it yourself, though. You find happiness in beating us up. That's just as unethical as taking a few million dollars. We just think that we should have the freedom to follow our bliss. Also, with the bones you've broke, we're gonna need that much money just to pay our medical bills, let alone those of my cancer-ridden wife. Don't try to high-road me. I use what I have to take care of this city. If it weren't for me, madmen like the Joker and Two-Face would be in control. Any enjoyment I get from beating people up is incidental. We don't have any love for those supervillain types. Except for maybe Poison Ivy. On top of being a stone-cold fox, she just thinks us humans should do a better job taking care of plants. Sure, her methods are a bit drastic, but she's not wrong. I was actually planning on opening a chemical-free flower shop with my share. See, we're not evil guys, Batman. Just people who didn't get lucky in the system. I know you can't relate all those fancy gadgets in your car. It's obvious that you have lots of money coming your way from somewhere. I've heard enough. The police are on their way now. I'm just going to break a few more ribs. Ah, yeah, that's the stuff. All right. Now you think about your wrongdoing while you lie here struggling to breathe. (coughs) You're such an asshole, you know that. (laughs) 
Another night where I was the sole reason the city was kept safe. On these dark nights, the only thing that can save this foul city is a dark night. Oh, oh yeah, I hear it now. Um, I guess I owe Alfred an apology. No, you know what? Screw it, I'm rich. Everyone knows rich people can't be hypocrites. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Once again, justice is restored to Gotham thanks to the Batman. Oh, holy. Oh, wait, Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mean, there's not much. There's Unfortunately, there's not too much to say on this specific topic other than following your bliss should be an accessible thing for everybody, and it currently isn't. So let's yeah. do a library socialism or a communism or something better than this. Right. And communism and library socialism, whatever you want to call it, whatever version that you of 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 this post whatever post capitalist version of utopia you have in mind it's not going to automatically obviously fix all the problems you're still going to have the issue of figuring out how can you yourself be actualized the question that it does solve is had the basis at on what basis are you going to be able to self actualize are you going to be worried that you're going to lose your house or are you going to be worried that this painting's not good enough? You know, it's the question of with my after I've put in my 15 hours of mandatory or, you know, uh, suggested labor, you know, uh, uh, what it would obviously fluctuate as need. Some days you might have to work days. You're not going to work 15 hours days. Jesus God. But sometimes if there's like a fucking hurricane that hits because we're still dealing with the ramifications of horrible climate catastrophe some days you're gonna have to toss in an extra five hours of packing sandbags like that's a thing that might have to happen if you're able-bodied if you're capable if like if i'm fucking just sitting on my ass and there's a hurricane 20 miles down the road and they come up to my house with a truck saying hey we need people to help like that's going to be required and i don't think i'm going to care quite so much as if i had just worked 50 hours as opposed yeah, to, I, mean, I just put in ten hours. They're asking me to put in ten more over the next two days. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the crazy reality. They tell you about. Oh, well, what about all these times when you're forced to work extra in communism? It's like we're already forced to work way more extra yeah, in capitalism yeah. than we ever would be in that system, even on the worst of weeks. Yeah, and so and, you know, I mean, it's it's I don't know. The scare tactics will always thrive, and people will always buy into them. But the reality is, uh, you you would have more access to your own self-fulfillment under a system like that than you ever would in the one we have. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a million other things that it takes the pressure off of other points in your life and allows you to focus on what would make you and your family and what would make your life more fulfilling. It's tough to say exactly how things would change on a completely structural level just because we've never seen the system be allowed to thrive, seen a system that's communal be allowed to thrive without right. intervention by profit motive bearing people but at the end of the day realistically if you're looking to find fulfillment we need to break these chains that are based on how much money you have determines how much fulfillment you're allowed mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. amen now normally this would be a we get that this is a pretty short discussion part of the episode but the good news is that the last two weeks have been a real doozy on the news front yes 
They very much So have. we still have plenty of time to fill up here. And let's go ahead and start with stuff that by now will be ancient history and everyone's forgotten, but that is Colin Powell finally kicks the bucket. Now, I, he, he still dude. won. He lived a long, happily happy life, but yeah. still doesn't hurt celebrating he, that he's like finally 84? out of the way. Son of a bitch. 84, yeah. 84, wealthy and connected. Yeah. <laughs> What's the average age that people I think in like Iraq live to? Oh, no, in Iraq? Oh, yeah. I'm so probably much like less. 10. Probably like 10. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no. The the outpouring of fucking just... Liberal, like, <sighs> oh, he had made one mistake, but otherwise he was a good man. Yeah, he only he, made he, one he mistake. He voted for Obama. Yeah, he, he was a good guy. Obama in 08. How, how good of a guy can he be? How bad of a guy could he possibly be if he supported Obama in 08? You know, and he didn't stick around for the second term of Bush after he got pushed out after he served his need, you know? Whatever. Yeah, he certainly, yeah, he certainly, uh, he certainly was just an upstanding man who we should not be allowed to criticize now yeah. that he's dead. Not for he, his... Respect for the dead. Yes. Respect no, for the um, dead. Screw him and the whole cabinet he came from. But I don't know, at least, <laughs> at least looking back, we were able to think of a simpler time when our entire imperialist militaristic institution was controlled by a bush, a dick, and a colon. Of course. <laughs> the one joke from 2001. Yes, the uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. The it's, only thing that I say, looking back, I'm sure that modern day us could make way more jokes about 2001 with how shitty everything has gotten and how we still have to try to make jokes about it now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's always been shitty. It's just been the shittiness becoming more and more transparent the more the years go by. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's just mask, you know, mask off. It's every day. It's like peeling back another layer of this onion of evil. Yeah, so I think that's why a lot of people with Colin Powell's passing thought like, oh, he deserves respect because they reminded him of a simpler time when the evil was more obfuscated. Well, that and everybody does this every time. When Henry Kissinger dies, he'll get the same treatment. It's going to oh, be – he'll be oh, – what a true he, – he was a hero who made a couple mistakes like torturing statement. and horrible violations of the Geneva Convention on multiple fronts. Yeah, what if he just uh, – it, it wasn't him – personally mining the fields of cambodia that still blow up children's arms today come on it was just poor people that he drafted yeah it's uh i don't know it's sad whenever these war criminals die and get a hero's burial as yeah, it were they get a but... it's it's it sucks. It's like it's, this guy who fucking trained death squads in el salvador and fucking covered up the my Lai massacre and made the highway of death in the first uh, war against Iraq, and then, of course, lied our way into a second war in Iraq. Like, this guy isn't a good guy. You can go ahead and watch, There's a or listen, there's a very good episode of um, Eat the Rich podcast about Colin Powell. There's a very good, uh, they talk about it on Chapo, of course. They're like, your main your mainstays of podcasts have covered this guy more in depth, but it's just and so And also a lot earlier than us, because we don't, yeah, we, the we, bi-weekly we, thing kind of... Or semi, <laughs> no, bi-weekly, yeah. Semi-monthly. Yeah. yeah. Unless there's uh, you know, it's, And we're always going to have a little bit of a leg, so if by the time you hear our takes on most of this shit, they're not, they're, they're they're not, not so fresh. much relevant as they are. Yeah, they're but they are evergreen. ours. <laughs> <laughs> they are ours, so that makes them important. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's absolutely true. It's uh, everything that could be said about Colin Powell has been said already, but we still felt the need to bring him up and just – Make that one shitty joke from a couple decades ago, yep. and, uh, and even if even if he still got even if he won, it still never hurts to bring out the crab claws. Oh yeah, clack them together, y'all. So, anyways, um, 
uh, onto a more pressing bad news and compl- in a completely unsurprising turn of events that n- everyone nobody possibly could have everyone saw coming we have had more cuts to that good old uh stimulus bill yep it's yep, it yep, just yep. keeps getting smaller and smaller folks no more community college uh they've no cut more back on uh child health uh child care even the means tested shit has been yeah. obliterated destroying even the means tested shit the stuff that they weren't even going to give to most people they've been like that's still too expensive man to give poor people stuff god but they don't even work like fuck off the idea that they they cut the what's his dick is elon musk is crying about the billionaire tax like a guy who if i made like what a hundred thousand dollars a day for fucking like two thousand years i still wouldn't be as rich as he is the climate stuff all got cut to hell yeah no climate action good job uh this guy he believes science and then, of course, yep. you know, the guy who – who would have guessed that the dude who uh, fucking made it illegal or made it impossible to disperse your student loans with bankruptcy would cut free college, free uh, community college, just two-year degrees, not four-year degree college. That was already off the table before everything. Yeah, yeah I mean Biden was such an upstanding really. guy who really – he wanted to take care of all the citizens, didn't he? He would never do anything – to harm us and our well-being in the name of his corporate masters. No. He'd never um, listen to Anthony Blinken in 2002 telling us to go into Iraq. Yeah, no, I mean, the good news, though, if it does pass in its current state, then if you happen to be a half black, half Latino, a small business owner between the ages of 30 and 40 who's turned a profit over the last six consecutive years, who happened to live in one of three major U.S. cities – then you might be entitled to up to ten thousand well, dollars. Don't forget that they have to be in an opt- in an opportunity zone in one of those three cities, and then oh, of course, be about, <laughs> capable of applying. Oh, and that ten thousand, yeah, and that ten thousand is only towards your business. You can't use it for any other reason. No, 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 no. no. And also, that's completely fictional. I'm sure that doesn't exist. I'm sure there's some e- equally bullshit means tested things still left in there, but nothing. I couldn't exists. tell you what it is. Yeah, no. it's at this point that one point five, that one point seven five trillion is going almost entirely to uh extremely wealthy people and their yep. businesses yep. it's gonna go into more uh federal reserve funding it's going to go into more bailouts they're probably gonna slip another fucking funding for iron dome into it and then they're gonna fucking uh, it's just gonna be more subsidies for pr- public private partnerships like always like that's all we do is we give more money to already wealthy people so that they could give bonuses to their ceos and force more work onto people for less money but it's going to help all of America, obviously, because nothing this helps all of America like helping deal, just guys. a few Americans. This is the biggest thing since the New Deal, guys. And if you had listened to CNN, they'd have you believe it. Yep. They, I mean, the, the, the quote-unquote center-left media of this country has been like, I mean, yeah, it sucks we've lost some stuff, but he, Biden's still doing a great job and it's still going to be an amazing thing for the country. Hey, it's better than no deal, so says Miss uh, Saki. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's a sad state of affairs, but I know no one who's listening to this podcast is remotely surprised. No, <laughs> I, I would be um, surprised if anyone is. Anyways, on some lighter news, the strikes uh, that have been happening in this country are still going strong and, if anything, expanding. And we still have a couple good people left out in Washington, most notably our good friend from the last primary who's kind of sold out a lot recently. But has he's had to make some strategic choices, I suppose I'll put it. But recently he's been one of the only people to actually – in Washington to actually voice support for the strike wave. Good old Bernard Sanders. 
Yeah, he's definitely, I can, I think we all know that he's definitely stepped off the gas a lot. Um, I haven't donated to him since, you know, early in 2020 when he dropped out, or I guess like a third of the way. Yeah, my last donation, I think, was when I lost uh, my job, shortly. Really. My last donation, I think, actually, sadly, was right before that, super, right after that Super Tuesday bullshit mm. when everyone else dropped out and Biden swept a bunch of Super Tuesday shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. like, okay, it's over. Sure I gave up then. I, I'm still, uh, you know, under the impression that even with the fact that they were already doing a bunch of voter suppression with all all of that, you know, basically rigging the primary and in that sense. They're also – I'm not convinced by the the outcomes in a number of those places. But whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Joe Biden's the president. If Bernie had been president, we'd probably be in a boat where – just about the same boat or he'd be assassinated or you know, heart attack gun. Hugo Chavez shit would have killed him. Who knows? Uh, it's counterfactual, so it doesn't really matter. But it yeah. is good to see uh, him and his team – Supporting being one of the yeah, one of the few people in Washington to actually support these strikes. Yeah, I mean, he came out. He he did. I did finally donate to him again, not to his campaign, but they were doing a fundraiser for the strike fund for the folks striking in Iowa against John Deere and their shitty tiered system. Which there's a lot of really interesting stuff to go into. We can't go into too much, but it does really. It makes me feel a lot better to know that. Employees who are in the first tier, the pre-97 hires, are like, fuck that. We're not letting another tier come in so that you can take away their pension. You know, we're not letting it, our our brothers and sisters who, you know, by by dint of being born later, are being abused more by the these businesses. Yeah, I mean, even most of the uh, sadly, even most of the leftist uh, politicians like AOC are posting are posting a lot of Twitter stuff like hashtag striketober, but that's you know not actual change. Yeah, the few I'd say that uh, the ones who are actually on the streets uh, trying to practically make a difference are Bernie. I've seen uh, Cory Bush has done some uh, a lot of positive stuff with that, and Rashida Tlaib is always uh, always reliable to yeah, make sure that she shows up and. Generally good uh, about labor and good about a number of things. Yeah, pulls together fundraisers, shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, AOC's tweeted, so I guess that's better than nothing that's because nice, that's what because yeah. nothing is what we got from our president. Yeah, Biden nothing. has like how hard would it be for Biden to just be like, yeah, the strikes cool, they're good. That's all he need to do, and it'd be a slam dunk, instant slam dunk with any one of the left. It wouldn't. It, I mean, sure, they'd know it was a gesture, an empty gesture, but not doing it is literally just they're going full mask off on fuck you lefties. You shouldn't have voted for us yeah, if you did. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like yeah he said what they have a right to strike yes yes joe that was a law passed 90 years ago now let's uh let's start talking Can you acknowledge about how you feel about the strike because you told uh, us that they have running, the right <laughs> they you told us that when you were running you would be the most pro union president now pro necessarily means support and i'm not seeing any support <laughs> Yeah, it's the sad reality that Joe Biden – I mean anyone who thought Joe Biden was going to follow through on his campaign promises was quite foolish. Crazy. But I literally what I've been having basically for the last two months has just been I expected nothing and I'm still being disappointed every day. <laughs> I expected nothing and I am still disappointed. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's We can hope that these strikes keep uh, manifesting and keep growing because uh, – 
Uh, uh, do you know if Yahtzee is Yahtzee is uh, doing that, their strike? So I last I, I saw, um, they did authorize the strike. However, the uh, contract negotiations have gone into second, um, like the initial bid round two accepted. Yeah, so Yahtzee is a mixed bag of a union. I, mean, I I obviously I think it's fair to say you you support those unions that that are willing at least the membership at willing at least to support a strike. Obviously, supporting the members of the union is different from supporting all of the leadership. But, uh, yeah, they're going in to talk about the motion picture, uh, the Association of Motion Picture Producers. I can't remember the exact name or acronym. But the people who decide on the contracts for shit like Netflix and shit like uh, Amazon Prime and all the all the new streaming services where all the new media is being made. Yeah, it's... Uh- well, I mean, whatever ends up happening with them, we can really hope that their workers decide that they don't want to put up with bullshit. But uh, even if they do have to buckle and accept, we can hope that new strikes pop up. As long as as long as places like John Deere and Kellogg's are still doing their thing, we can hope that that rallies some American uh, optimism. Yeah, and something. Hope for a better tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, it's tough for them. So if you have, if, I mean, if you have any spare money that you for sure don't know what to do with. Please donate to those causes. Yeah, um, it's always going to be- benefit. Yeah, anything, anything, anything is good for the, those strike coffers. Um, I'm sure you can Google the links, or maybe we'll post them in the episode details. We don't know yet. But yeah, uh, on to something a little more. Not there's no hard news story on this one, but it's just something I've been observing and that a few people I've been talking to have been observing. Uh, over you're over in a different part of the country. Have you noticed gas prices spiking quite notoriously these last yeah, few weeks? Yeah, they're not great. Um, yeah. They're they're getting to the they're getting to uh, some pretty high, close to those all time highs and uh, the, everyone knows that when gas prices start spiking like this at least histor- from a historical lens it's one of the earliest signs that we're gonna need more oil from somewhere folks who we're gonna bomb for it so do not be surprised if a new war is on the horizon yeah I'd not be very surprised if not that then we're going to see maybe another maybe inside this package where they've taken all the climate change shit out they might put more oil subsidies in that might be a new big a new big deal oh, yeah. yeah look uh, hey and then they'll trade off the look your gas prices went back down to only like 240 something which Yay. is still way more than they ever I, and the only reason anyone cares about gas prices more than like all the other horrible mistreatments of us from an inflationary standpoint is because gas prices are one of the few things that actually affect the boomers too oh yeah like, the, I mean, they don't care about the the insane uh, raising of rent or anything like that because they all have owned houses for, you know, ever since forever because they were able to afford it. Right. Back Their with property their... values going up. They don't mind that money going up, that inflation. Yeah. But the gas prices, that affects even them. So suddenly it's a big deal. And, right. uh, it, and that, the, when it becomes a big deal like that, our government is able to use this as an excuse to do an imperialism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, again, no hard news story to ba- Yeah, no hard news story to like back this up but just keep an eye out keep an eye out if those raising gas prices lead to what they've historically led to in the past yep historically in the past as opposed to historically in the future <laughs> i love that anyway, um, history shit yeah maybe again uh on to some more real news that is just some of the most depressing shit you could ever hope for uh mcdonald's partnering with ibm they're going to do automated drive-throughs, folks, because self-check at a grocery store didn't kill enough jobs. We got to keep keep killing them because now people don't want to work. We need to make sure that those the, that the billionaires running the places can still make their profits. Admittedly, though, fuck, fuck working a goddamn 
drive through. That shit. Oh, people I mean, are yeah, it's horrible. And like, it's, uh, uh, but, it's an awful job. Like, in a, like we said earlier, it's like in a good world, that would be one maybe that could be automated and that would be okay. Yeah, I'd be okay. I'd be 100% okay with it being automated if it meant that the people who were going to all lose their jobs all at once were going to still have stability in a paycheck. Right. Right. Or alternately, not even need for a paycheck because money doesn't exist anymore. But that's neither here nor there. What it's going to actually amount to is they're going to automate it and then say, "Okay, all Bye-bye. you, yeah, all, hey, forty-year-old uh, guy who has to work here because he doesn't have any other options because he has a mental illness, go go die in the streets now." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, have uh, fun person. with that. Hey, person who's lost their other job and is been working with us for six months because uh there is literally no one hiring in their former uh play world their former uh industry you know bye-bye yeah we hey, don't people. need you anymore we're gonna let the robot do the drive-through but you know it's actually just stopping 15 year olds from doing it so who cares well and that's the other fun thing is uh have you seen uh the wage tiering for like if you're a 14 or they're basically reinstituting child slavery with yeah. a new new yeah. and fun version of it but they encourage the parent and it's hilarious okay so um it is hilarious they're all like oh yeah the parents have to consent for the kids to work here but i've seen some hilarious stuff about like we would like to announce here at amazon that we are adopting four thousand children per- personally <laughs> they are now our kids so now we can tell them that it's okay for them to work it's in okay our factories for them to work now <laughs> jeff just has like a billion kids after a while <laughs> Legally speaking, he doesn't actually ever Legally, see any no, of them, no, obviously. of course not. Yep. No, it's, it's – I don't know. The more that corporations are allowed to be people, the more I'm worried about child labor uh, being exploited in brand new and fun ways so that we can basically just – let's bring back child slavery into this country like the good old days. Oh, oh we will. <laughs> um, I don't know. The more, and it's funny because like the more ways we find to go back to our shitty old systems that were required just for – uh, an economy to uh, survive back then. Now that we're already thriving, we still go back to those shitty old systems, but with none of the benefit of the people who are uh, not affected by it still have comfortable lives. You're still miserable. The people below you are just a little more, even more miserable, but the people at the top are more flu affluent than they've ever been in all of history. Mm-hmm. So doesn't that make you feel special? You're participating in making sure we have the first trillionaire. How good of us. I don't know. It's uh, so yeah. This automated drive-through thing is just another step on that. How how big can we make the imaginary numbers go? Yep. Just more more uh, more gas on the flames. And how many more people can we throw under the bus along the way to make sure that we don't need to worry about feeding them? Yeah. How many people can we allow to pass away into out of out of our calculations? We've stopped calculating for any of them. We. Knocked off taking care of people after they leave without doing pensions anymore. Now we force them to do 401ks. We're trying to just take more and more uh, of those rounding errors of those human beings off of the balance sheet. Yeah. So uh, when you suddenly see that uh, we're you know down a few million people who used to have to rely on a fast food job just to have make ends meet, and suddenly they're just not making ends meet and they're dead, you can thank McDonald's and IBM and their wonderful partnership. Mm-hmm. Or alternately, you know, we can bring out the guillotines and seize those means for our own production, and then we can actually just have places like that run all on their own, and that, which would be great for the food banks thing that we were talking about earlier. I don't know, Phil. You know? That sounds awful authoritarian. I feel like I've been reevaluating some of my perspectives. I still think <laughs> there are good methods towards uh, making sure that we don't have to gulag everybody who's ever – you know, done a capitalism, but also I do think that uh, 
we have to there, there's going to need to be a physical revolution i feel I, i've come kind of come to that i don't think i don't feel like we're ever going to be able to hit critical math on striking ever again in this country or anything like that so um yeah i don't know i would love it for it that to, for that to be the way but i'm not sure yeah, and obviously really once nice. we're there once we're in the new system then we can cut back on a lot of those authoritarian practices in mm-hmm. my mind at least you know it all depends on I don't know. Again, we've talked about this in our third episode, Alienation. Whatever we have is going to be so alien, we don't know what it's going to be exactly. Yeah, we'll never know. So, and that's a big yeah. We probably we probably never will because yeah, it, like Kyle said, it's probably a moot point. We'll probably die in <laughs> gradual die increasing in poverty, catastrophe, and you know, tortured by scarcity. That's how it is. All right. Well, on to our last bit of news, which I think a lot of people think is like the future of our hellscape, but I think is anything just entertaining bullshit that means nothing and that is facebook being like oh we're meta now and everything is different but actually it's exactly the same company everything's different now by which we mean facebook's not changing its name we're just changing the holding company so that we can deflect a bit more whenever we do more ar bullshit so we can have like fucking your your uh manager he's gonna have a VR headset from his home to manage you now so he can have tabs on you instead of having to watch the security cams. He'll actually be projected into there. Yep. Just suddenly pops up next to you. Hey, Phil, I noticed that you're, uh, you're you're not smiling. It's it's, the store's closed where where, where it's, it's 11 PM. Then is that an excuse not to smile? No, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I I haven't had Facebook for like five years now. I mean, I say I deleted it, but in reality, I'm sure they still have all anything. Anything I put up on there is still very much within their possession, regardless of what I thought I think I might have deleted. But, you know, I haven't I haven't participated in Facebook in any way, shape or form in about five years now. So it's hard for me to say how this like if this is going to matter to me in any way, shape or form, it probably won't. But I know a lot of leftist podcasts are talking about like this, like it's going to be that like once ever the metaverse gets fully up and kicking, it's going to be the new form of dystopia and basically their variation on the matrix. My worry is that know. it like forces its way into the workplace, which it would actually make that a thing. And they definitely like, that's definitely part of the pitch is that you're changing the way people work, you know, in the same way that we do zoom constantly now. Like I, I had my first appointment with a therapist on Friday and it was of course over Zoom and I was like, this is how we're going to do everything now. This is just so fucking shitty. Uh, but like that's what they're going to try and do in the metaverse is like they're going to have me as my stupid fucking avatar walk into the fake office and lay down on the fake couch of this fake therapist. <laughs> See, I don't know. I mean, I, I for one, honestly, am in favor of things like better help and shit like that, where uh, you don't need to physically go to an office because I don't like leaving the house for most things if I can avoid it. But also, uh, I mean, if you're right, if they re- suddenly start requiring like, oh, yeah, you, you know that Facebook account you deleted uh, years ago, you need to go ahead and re-get that because you're obligated to have it to work this job. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be. Uh, that could be a potential hellscapey thing, but. I, if I if I was a gambling man, I'm gonna say, in all honesty, it's probably just one more way that Facebook has said, "Look over here at this thing," and ignore oh, yeah. the fact that we yeah. fucked up with your data again. And then it changes effectively nothing, and Facebook continues to just be a resource for old people to get misinformation. Pay attention to our shitty like early '90s era VR or fucking. Uh, I mean, and, and, and it's not even ready to go yet. It's just like no. this is what we think it'll look like. God, so <laughs> stupid. It's so gross. yeah. I don't know. It's. It's dumb bullshit, but I like if I was a, my hot take 
which is contradictory to a lot of other leftists, is it's not going to mean anything. I, I think I think that you're right. Um, the only thing that would change that, and it would have to be functional, which is an, a, a, a not not a foregone conclusion, especially with Facebook on the fucking on the team to do it. Um, it I just think that culture is going to be like the thin end of the wedge, and the other end of the wedge is forcing it into your working life. Um, and that's, that's generally, that's the only way I could see it really taking any kind of making any real impact. But I think you're, I think you're spot on that. It's just going to flounder and eventually, um, it will have distracted people from how many, you know, teen suicides that Instagram's, uh, making like worse. And, uh, that'll be the purpose served. There's always new social media news. Yeah, there's all new, always new social media news to distract from the last social media news, and this is just one of those bumps. But, I mean, you know, the world keeps getting bleaker in its own unique ways, but <laughs> we can always still keep hoping, hoping against hope, that we really do fix things. We find a way for people to actually follow their bliss instead of their bliss having to be an artificial social media version of bliss. So, you know, keep pressing for self-actualization in your own life. Keep reminding yourself that, if it's it's probably not going to be perfect, but it doesn't mean that you have to give up if you don't want to. And if you do want to, you know, I, I can't blame you. We both have. Yeah. <laughs> but more important than anything is just make sure that as you interact with the people in your world and uh, hopefully in your real life and not your digital AR life, go out towards them with love and solidarity. Love and solidarity, y'all. This is Kyle. And I've been putting this off, but I wanted to let everyone know that we have a Twitter account now i know i uh, rejected twitter some time ago but we are now at unsociablist at that little circle around the a u-n-s-o-c-i-a-b-l-i-s-t at unsociablist on twitter if you want to hit us up follow us do whatever you like ignore us that's what i generally do with everybody on twitter but if you want to get us up uh there's where you can find us so love and solidarity as always bye-bye it can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. They talk. So I am told. post on this episode after i'm sure this will come on after the little theme song uh all you folks listening out there who want to participate in our next episode make sure you watch uh, the entirety of the first season of squid game we will be doing a review of that and it's a full nine hours so unlike most of our reviews we want to give you some forewarning so that you can make sure you've uh, gone ahead and watched it oh yeah i might actually watch it again in the meantime that would be kind of fun it's a good show it's a good show it's a, it'll be worth the nine hours Yep, so yeah, watch it just for watching its sake, but also so that the review isn't spoiling things for you. Yeah, don't. I don't want to spoil nothing. See you in two weeks, folks. Yeah, get, get on it. <laughs>